This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Hello, 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 hello. It's going to be interesting in here. We have no guest this week. None guest. No. no, that's okay because we have like we've had guests, so we have like a backlog of shit. You know, it's like you know, like having to drop a fat deuce of being in this girl's house. You're trying to hook up with. You don't want to blow it up. There's a backlog. You mean let's yesterday? Just say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have to hide anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, so she got a place. <laughs> Uh, that show last week was good with Richard. I was great, great. Yeah, we got a lot of good feedback from it. So. Yeah, and uh, and it seems like there's new Top Gear news like every day. So. Well, as they approach, uh, as they approach actual showing the thing to the public, I assume there would be. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. You make the show, and then we watch the yeah. show. <laughs> as we get closer to air date, there will be more. <laughs> yes, more, more press, more. Yeah, news. you might know who's hosting the fucking thing. Yeah. I, uh, I hope I didn't creep Richard out because he's he's someone I just listened to because he I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and Glucker was like, "You were quiet." I'm like, "Does anyone want me to interrupt the person who no. used to help run Top Gear?" To yeah. <laughs> No, it's I, I probably I probably interrupted him too much, but like you know, we you went three no, hours. You, you People the got their fill. He answered, and I was just like, I'm just going to try to learn from this. Book. And like a lot of like you know, he he touched on some stuff that w- that is in the book. Like he mentioned a couple of things that are in the book, but there's a lot more in the book. And the w- reading the book and hearing Richard talk about the Jeremy's thought process makes me believe that nobody can replicate it. Mm. It's like that. Is, the and Andy Wilman and Jeremy's like describing their thought process of like being up until four in the morning and calling each other and like f- changing a whole idea at the very last minute and still making it work because he came up with something that was like just the next level thought, you know, and like sending them that back and forth and like spending all those times writing the links and like living in practically living in like this shitty little double wide trailer office like. That kind of sh- – that mentality, n- none of the people they're talking about have that mentality. Mm. The th- closest is probably ha- Chris Harris. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like he's he's the kind of person that would – that commits to a project like that. You know what I mean? But like I don't – I don't even well, think he it, does it on a level and, and that And that's that not to say that these people it. aren't fully committed, but I think – It's not about commitment. I think the expectation needs to be set of – it's top gear, but it's fundamentally going to be a different show, so don't put the same expectations on it. They, they like to say that, don't they? Well, they also... Well, I think that's you, reasonable. But if you want to have a show without expectations, you don't get to also keep the Top Gear brand credibility. You know what I mean? You can't have both. Well, it was it was earned over over 20 seasons. It was, but by people who are no longer there. Yeah, right, that <laughs> that show has also changed a lot. That show also changed a lot over a lot of years. I mean, before... I mean, obviously, it started before Clarkson got on there, right? The first uh, yeah. season didn't have May on it. Yeah. And even the first few seasons were markedly different than what we got in the back half of the show. Very true. Well, yeah, yeah, well, the evolved. good news is it's the BBC. Like, that's the good news. It's not going to be, like, if they make it and it just bombs an American TV, it's not like they even give them a chance to make it good. Like, it'll yeah. probably be shit for a little while, 
and then if they're allowed to stick it out, it'll get good. Well, and there's an interesting thing going on right now is BBC's pulling all of their programming off the streaming platforms. So it's looking like – have you ever heard of their iPlayer platform in the UK? I have no. no so like no BBC – It'd be like if NBC came out and put all of their stuff online for streaming, 100% of it, right? For free? Yes. Okay. Uh, or Well, it's part of their license fee over there, so UK residents get it. Uh-huh. Um, so, Sorry, this microphone is blocked directly in front of your it's face. It's looking like it's, – it's very much looking like BBC is going to make that iPlayer available to everybody all over the world. So probably a nominal fee and you'll get all that BBC programming like the second oh, it's that's out. That's nice. I'll pay – I mean if it's a couple bucks a month or whatever, I'll pay for it legally. That's fine. For four pounds a month. I think what, what the difference is that when Clarkson and them made it, they started from like like we did, you know – did it because you wanted to. There's no money yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and you just had ideas, and you did it because you like doing it. And yeah. that's why they're, And they kept doing that even when the money showed up. Yeah. And now it's already a thing. And you, yeah, you, they you weren't the much farther along people. in their careers when they started that than, than we were. No, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why they're up till four. That's why you, they yeah. they had all these organic ideas late because that's who they are. They went yeah. from being guys in their late 30s to. Like pretty certain yeah. that none of them are capable of doing any other regular job. Like right. you, when you're at that point, and we're, we're kind of like that. Like, oh my god, if we had to get jobs, hope we wouldn't last a week in any job. I would not last a week in any put on a suit and go sit at a desk job. Mm-hmm. I would fuck. I I would get in a car and just drive away, and I'd never come back. Yeah, like Panama. <laughs> we have to, you, we have to do this because we can't do anything else, and that's what those guys were like. Yeah, and it's that you know. Matt LeBlanc already had a career. I love Matt. I actually love Matt LeBlanc. Me too. I thought he was a great guest on that show, and I watched some Matt LeBlanc videos. And I, I, it's a, it's an oddball choice, but I was talking about it with Spike, and we both think it's like a, it's a pretty cool choice. Like that's a pretty neat, op, a neat idea. Well, and he's been doing British TV for a while now too, so it's a, it's a, it's actually a pretty good career step for him there too, because it keeps him in that whole BBC family, and he's a big star over there now as well. Well, and he's he, he, pretty sure he knows his shit about cars. Yeah. I saw an interview with him where he was talking about, you know, getting on the power earlier with the yeah, GT2 I read the same and, the, thing, yeah. and I was like, I watched, I went and watched the video that that was from. He's like, you like, can't trail break it because that'll yeah, light like up he the knows what he's talking about. Well, he <laughs> ran the fastest lap on Star in a reasonably priced car, like toward the I end. I mean, that's sort so, of like a gold medal in the Special Olympics, but no, but I think with the top tier of people there, like that's true. They all like, can Tom Cruise's lap Cruise was fucking, yeah, right no, fucking nuts. I know, so yeah. Uh, he, I'm not. I'm yet. not trying to impugn them. I don't even know if I could crack the top ten on that list, but like, probably could. <laughs> in a Kia, probably. <laughs> yeah. If you're driving a McLaren, maybe you know, maybe not. But in a Kia, probably. But uh, but he's he's fucking good. He mm-hmm. is good. But I, you know, I'd never seen him like in a race race. Like I'd like to see how he does in a, in a race. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. That's why I think it'll be fun. He might be fucking. He he's might funny, secretly dude. be fucking amazing. He might be. What if he is just does all his own stunt driving? Like, what if Matt LeBlanc out of nowhere is the greatest TV presenter of all fucking time on this shit? Then people will stop laughing at my friends' collection <laughs> <laughs> and the posters I have. Now the great I thing mean, would be is if they ended up bringing uh, what's his face Chandler in. I'll tell you what the, the memes. The memes will be oh in shit. the meme era. Matt LeBlanc on Top Gear is great. Well, you take the gifs of him doing shit and friends and then just put car stuff over it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you say fun. gifs? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I say gifs. GIFs. It's gifs? Uh, it can, yeah. I mean, either way. I have other things to do. I mean. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. This is what happens, you know, when you podcast at two in the afternoon. Well, giraffe. 
I'm sorry. Well, if you, j- G, but you say j- you say giraffe. You don't oh, say yeah. giraffe. Gif, Jif, who fucking cares? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Gif, but Jif is a peanut butter, and it's spelled, you know, this, you know true. So yeah. that's true. I think you can go either way. I, fuck. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think you say, say whatever makes you happy, Matt. I'm going to say Gif then. I All like right. Gif. Cool. I don't even. I haven't figured out how to actually like send a gift to somebody. I don't know. It's like when Harris was get get mad because I said garage and he was like, "It's garage." It's garage. It's like, yeah. Move on. You know, it's <laughs> a fucking, it's a Sorry, it's a what do you call it? That it's a fucking cow. Yeah, the car. Yeah. <laughs> he also, you know, he also calls like, you know, a big build like a shed, and it's you know a shed with like. You know, he's got full weird of island. He's got weird California island vocabulary. Well, that's also when we we're in New Zealand. The guy with the A eighty six was like, "I have yeah. a shed." Yeah, they all have but sheds. It's like, it's a garage. No, no, it's garage. It. It's a garage. <laughs> you got a garage with a lift and a lorry and a hydraulics, yeah. whatever the hell. I don't know. Oh Hi- man, a hydraulic lift system. I don't know. Top Gear might be good though. It might it might be good if they give him a season. The one that him. worries me is Chris Evans. I just don't know him. I don't know him, so I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to judge till I watch. Well, this shit. Mandy, my dog walker, okay. is English. Okay, and she listens to the show. Hi, Mandy. She, she she we talk about Top Gear a lot, and she so she knows Chris Evans, and she says he's a wanker. <laughs> so well, actually, well, a lot of people I, call I got, Jeremy Clarkson a wanker too. Yeah. Uh, I have the perfect screen grab for what is happening with Top Gear. It was right below one of the news stories about Matt LeBlanc. Okay, so these are the top two comments. The first one is from a guy named Mark who says, Top Gear is doomed, no two ways about it. The second comment is from a woman that says, this is a serious upgrade from Clarkson, I'll watch it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is why, so, yeah, this like is why you politics. can't ever listen to the internet. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me what a caucus is? Okay, so a caucus is run by the parties, right? Versus a versus a primary is run by the state. Oh, okay. That's that's really that's the key it. difference, and it's just how is they there kind any, of present things. Other than like going looking at the results and arguing about it after, is there any real bearing on anything? Well, yeah. I mean, it changes. It, it's going to determine when you get X number of of delegates from those caucuses or the primaries determines who the candidate's going to be. Oh, okay. Because yeah. hmm. I feel I hate, like I hate government. as a predictor of winners, it's been a failed endeavor for a while. I think said, it like, used to be very good. I don't know how strong of a predictor it's I think they said, like, Isn't it now just like an indicator and, of how long you campaign in Iowa? Kind of. You know, like Iowa the, just bears no resemblance on the rest of the world. I mean, <laughs> it's a bunch of evangelical <laughs> white people living in the middle of the country. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bagging on them. It's just... The demographics don't bear out what well, the those rest of the- white people vote, sir. They do. They vote. I lived in New Hampshire a for a long time. Believe me, I more I know more than I want to about voting. They go to vote at like elections that we don't even fucking know exist. Like there's elections yeah. that are held probably like every four months in L.A. That you who the fuck knows what they're for. I get things from the city of Redondo Beach all the time that they're like, we're gonna vote on this, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know enough about that issue to vote on it, so I'm yeah. not going to. So here's some former results of Iowa caucus back in the day. So in 08, uh, the candidate that won the Republican side of the caucus was Huckabee, who turned into nothing. Yeah. Obama won on Democratic. 04, it was John Kerry, then John Edwards. Um, and then for the Republican side, uh, Bush was unopposed for a nomination. 2000, it was Bush, then Steve Forbes. So it's like oh, yeah, Steve Forbes. Yeah, it means it's it kind means, of a, a random bag. Yeah, you know, and, when you weigh Iowa and New Hampshire together, it's a better indicator because they kind of start when you put those things together, they kind of start looking a little more like the rest of the people. Hmm. But it, it's the real big one is Super Tuesday when I think it's like thirteen 
dates go up at the same time. And that's, well, that's I read that one. more people voted on Kim Kardashian's Twitter poll than voted at the Iowa caucus. Probably. So that's how important it seems to I me. I think there should be a rule <laughs> that if you vote, you get to vote on one or the other, not both. Yeah. <laughs> Mutually exclusive voting, I imagine. So you, should, you could be the only guy. You could vote on both, and you could be that guy and go, I really served my country today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would argue that you uh, you ended up where, back where you started at zero. <laughs> yeah, it's a net. You net. You go you net up, up, down. It's like a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Stupid government. Let's not talk about that. I don't want it. I, no one listens to this. <laughs> our, our comments are bad enough, man. <laughs> um, what the fuck should we talk about? We've had, we have an ATSV coop. Yeah, it's fast, it's fast, really fast. It's fast. I think there's un- undersold on the power a little bit. Uh, no, but I think it uses that power pretty fucking Just well. Just a really good torque bandit yeah. on the car. Mm-hmm. I think we said it on a show too. So in our in my review of the sedan, yeah. I mentioned that Harris's press car overheated on him in Texas. Yeah, and the guy from GM, so it needs to be reset, emailed me and said like that was. An isolated incident. Well, it wasn't an isolated incident. It was a that was a pre-production car. The it was a known issue that was solved for the production cars. And all I can say is nothing like that's ever happened again. Well, and the car way, makes a I mean, lot of goddamn power. If there was, I mean, we've heard about all the issues with the LT4 engines. It wasn't that. It's but, not. It wasn't well, no, no, the heat I, soaking thing. But what I'm saying is, we heard all the issues on the LT4 engines, and people were not quiet about them. We haven't heard anything. Oh about yeah, this that's engine. yeah, that's exactly so. like no one's out there going, "Holy shit, my these they're not overheating." It was that one car yeah. in that one hot day with Chris Harris driving and a pre in Texas. In Texas, yeah, it wasn't that hot outside, but he was romping on the car pretty good. Um, so really fast. Huh? So really fast, but like there's a big a difference between. Like half throttle and a full throttle. Like you, like you know, some cars like you can get a lot of the torque at half throttle, and it's still it's like this. You gotta you gotta boot it. Does it mm-hmm. feel like classic turbo, where it's just like an exponential gain? No, it's it's kind of like the M4. Yeah, it's, it's flat. It's very flat. It, 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 the peak torque is two thousand RPMs higher than the M4. Yeah, but. Then it it feels a little bit more linear where the M4 is just but like it has, going immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, and BMWs all spool up real fast yeah. and just hit, and so this kind of like builds a little bit. Mind you, this is it's been a while since we've all been in the M4. Does this feel faster than the M4 to you? Um, it's. I mean, it's close enough that it would depend on who was driving what. If you were going to really have a depends race. on like what your preference is at that point. You know, so close. A, a set of tires or a, a couple driving lessons would make more of a difference than the horsepower and whatever. It does feel small. It's smaller than the M4, which is good. Yeah, the M4 it's is also big. significantly lighter too. It's smaller. I I don't think it's significantly lighter. It, it's uh, not, is it? No, it's heavier than the it's M4. It's heavier than is the it? M4. By 150 pounds. Yeah, I'm going to find my spec thing real quick. But it's heavier. But the Controls are just as light as the M4. Yeah. Fun. It doesn't – it's not like you – if you didn't drive them back-to-back on a racetrack, you wouldn't say one feels heavier. So, okay. So, obviously, it makes, it makes good power. And the suspension's better. And I was going to say, okay, so how's the suspension? Magnetic ride continues to be the shit. Mm-hmm. It, but as far as turn-in and everything, how does oh, it it's feel? Ama- no, it's amazing, it's great. right? It's, it's great. amazing. It's alpha platform. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. The chassis control is amazing. Like, Would you – I don't think that I've been as impressed with a chassis as I have with the Alpha platform in a long, long time. It's really, it's really, really good. It's really sticky, and it you can huck it into corners really fast, and like, and it's nice on the street. Like, I haven't driven, mind you, I haven't driven the ATS 
Uh, but I've driven a bunch of other stuff on the Alpha platform, and it was just this thing is fast. Good. The only thing is, it's expensive. It's seventy-five grand. But if you take off the arrow, yeah, yeah. you save six Gs. Yeah, it's got the the, the splitter and the side skirts. Yeah. You don't really need those. You don't. I and mean, they can scrape on things. Yes. And they're six thousand dollars. Yes. Seems <laughs> like you could probably do that aftermarket for two or three. Um. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to. I think we've seen some aftermarket stuff, and it's no bueno. If you want, if you think you want carbon shit all over your car, just get it from the factory. Yeah, otherwise you're going to get you know (laughs) track ready 3M tape, depending on where you buy it from. Um, But yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of money for something you really don't need. I mean the car drives awesome, but it's not like like, it's it's not like it doesn't really have a soul. It doesn't. It doesn't make really. It doesn't make cool sounds. You yeah. know. It sort of sounds like, like I know. Is it a car? Just have you in heard need the new fucking exhaust? Camaro with the sport yeah. exhaust on it? The yeah. 2016. It sounds like an F type. Yeah. How? Why does the twenty five thousand dollar Camaro sound like an F type? And why does the ATSV sound like nothing? I'm wondering how that exhaust sounds without, without those mufflers and everything on it. I wonder if just that yeah. that motor maybe just doesn't have a have very you, good exhaust yeah, character. Can you see if there's a video of an ATSV with an exhaust on it? Because I'm thinking with some exhaust it might sound cool. I'm just wondering, but what I'm getting to is I'm wondering if they kept it quiet because it might just be a motor that doesn't sound very good inherently. That's entirely possible. sometimes you get that. When you get on the power, you hear engine, not exhaust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it sounds kind of cool when I start it in my garage. But then it just doesn't sound like anything outside. Right, this is a uh, ATSV full three inch exhaust by Weapon X Motorsports. Put your oh, that down sounds there. like a GTR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see that sounds kind of cool. Oh, but that's no You're cats. Pretty closer, I can't really hear it. That sounds cool, but it's got like no cats on it. Yeah, cats. Yeah. You need cats need in California. Cats. No, but what I'm getting to is. I, it's not as big a difference as it used. Cats are so good now. Yeah, but no, I know it's so good, but it make but no cats makes it louder true. for sure. I, I mean, I think with the yeah, it's gonna, it's don't gonna argue s- that fucking having to taking the cats off your car I doesn't just, make it louder. From my cars, it wasn't that big a difference. Ninety percent of the people who take the cats off the car do it specifically because it makes really the loud. car louder. It's very loud. <laughs> <laughs> Their flow is really good nowadays. Like you can get yeah. the because the they used to impede exhaust flow a yeah. lot and horsepower like ten years ago, and now it's like it doesn't matter. Um, I, it, Let it, me clarify: it, the it, only reason I've ever taken cats off a car is to make it fucking louder. It'll, it'll, probably, <laughs> it'll probably sound like a. I mean, it's a it's a three point five three, three, liter, three, three six, point six, six liter V yeah. six. That's a pretty big like bore like, V six. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think it sounds like that great. I don't think V6s sound like they great. They don't. Other than the R32. Like narrow the R32 angles. R32 is an inline like six. I mean, you have the old one. Oh, no, no, no. The Volkswagen. Volkswagen. R32. Volkswagen. Yeah. That one is. That's, that's a 15 degree. It's yeah, yeah. That's exactly. almost an inline. I, but once again, I get back to that. That new V6 Camaro sounds really good. It does. And the F-types sound good. The, the V6 Camaro, it sounds, like, it sounds like a Porsche. That's why. No, I, I would go think it sounds more F-type than Porsche. You think? Porsche yeah, F-type. Porsches have that of uh, that that rasp that V's don't have. It's mm-hmm. like a special kind of like, thunk, it's like a thunky, thunk, like a low bass track mm-hmm. that, and that, you know, and V6s, I don't know. I understand. I, I, I feel like Porsches, you almost, there's like no cylinder separation. Yeah. It's just like a tone, I think that's like a Because tone. it's boxer, yeah, you don't hear the individual firings. Mm-hmm. I think, you know? I, I don't think, it's, I think it's due to the exhaust design on the Porsches more than anything. 
Not because it's a flat engine. I mean, flat Subaru. Just very, very way. short distance between the runners, and just the weird design. I think that has a, a lot firing to do order. It. Depends on like yeah. a ton yeah. of stuff, but I mean, I also yeah, the ATSV also like the engine doesn't like really rev in an inspired like it's not like a snappy light flywheel kind of. Well, you I wouldn't know, expect it to be. It's a turbo motor. But turbo motors can be that. The M4 motors like that. I don't remember. It's been such a long time. When since you bang gears and it's like, zoom, 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 it's fucking zap, snaps. This mm. doesn't snap. Well, we had, oh no, we had the manual M4. That's right. You did. Yeah. And even in the automatic one, it does it too. Like, oh yeah, I was just thinking gear ratio size and all oh, those, yeah, all those yeah, different yeah. things involved. Yeah. The ATSV is, is with a stick is better. Uh, yeah, it's got it's fun. It's much more fun. It's got a lower red line than the M4, and I don't know. It's it's just a different power delivery. Like I bet, like your tune, you know, the torque curve. Is very oh, different yeah. from the M4, yeah. so you're gonna you get hit 2,000 RPMs earlier in the M4, so it's gonna feel more like oh we're zooming, yeah. Instead of going 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 yeah. going going, and then you might be able to longer. get it to just put a tune on the car. I mean, I bet you know I bet based you're on tune the on that car based on just the basic shit that Steve did on my Mustang. I'm sure you could. I'm sure the ATSV is the same same way. Yeah, I bet you if you go flat, it manages that fuel flow in a way to intentionally avoid wheel spin. Yeah, I'm sure. It you does. know what I mean? I'm sure. And to keep people from like just spinning out all over the place. Yeah. Because if they gave you full power at very light throttle, but you could change that and do fucking. Well, yeah, they're electronic throttle bodies. So all like that is, the, you know, all of that's tunable with an electronic yeah. throttle body. And I haven't driven a tuned one. I bet they'll be stupidly fast. Because when it gets going, like when you mat it and you start hitting power band, like it sits back, it starts, you know, you have to have your hand on the wheel. Yeah. And it's going to move a little bit because yeah. it's fucking going. So I bet tuning wise, you, you get that If you drop earlier. two gears at 80 miles an hour, it, it just rips. Yeah. It's so, so fast. Just, you can just feel that thing breathes. It's very, it's really, really yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, it's 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 crazy how faster fast it than it, than you would think at 450 horsepower. It's faster than it looks. It's faster than it sounds. It's yeah. faster than it feels like. You know, it's that's going to be interesting. With the that's going to be getting the refresh real soon. It'd be cool to see what they do with it. They need it needs new gauges. They need that's to get rid given. of Q. Q's already they've already got the new review of Q, the new revision of Q out in the other cars, and it's supposedly much much. Does improved. much better include knobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you give me knobs. knobs are, it's really the knobs touch thing good. that's weird. Yeah, that's all it is. Terrible. It froze on me fine. today. Oh, really? It froze on me. I hit the browse button to browse my XM channels, and it just said zero channels available in the list, and yet I could scroll through manually. See, I would have thought it came up with an error message that said, why are you still using XM? Because it's there. Sally so I wanted to listen nice. to Opie and Jimmy. Yeah. It's fucking I, great. I, I Florentine like was it. on. It was awesome. What, which car, which Cadillac was it we had that we it went all the way to full volume and wouldn't go back down? Like we touched it oh, once and it just went. The CTS Vesport. Was it, that was it? It was the Vesport. It just cranked it so yeah, it got yeah, stuck. Yeah. I've been yeah. having problems with sync in my car. Really? Yeah. Bluetooth is not. Is there a uh, an update? There is. Uh, it takes 40 minutes to run the update. Yeah. And your car has to be stationary running for 40 minutes. Okay. Really? Yes. That's well, well unless I bad. sit there and hover by my car, yeah, I don't have, I can't. It's not like I have a yard where I can just leave it running. I got to stand out there. The well, that's annoying. But yeah. you can find something to do for forty minutes. 
But he's got to stay in the car. I mean, yeah. you just look at your phone for 40 minutes, I guess. It's like, re- remember when you reflashed? Like, maybe if you ever did Do you that, want to come like, over and do it at my house? Like, what do no, you No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> just, you got the garage door closed, yeah. and that'd be bad. Yeah, we'd all just die. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, but tune, sink would work properly. Tune Fiesta, tune Fiesta in the closed garage. Yeah, that's a good recipe. You can do it at the warehouse. Yeah. You can go to lunch and leave it running in the back of the warehouse. Maybe. That's that's totally doable. You just need a good iPhone game. Yeah. Just play that. Shit. Yeah. Because I've definitely burned more than 40 minutes playing. I rarely just sit in the car with it running for 40 minutes. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's a minor thing. But yeah, it's been. Uh, but it's kind of done that on and off since I got it. To where, like Bluetooth doesn't fucking work right. And Bummer. Yeah. Whatever. Well, <laughs> Q almost worked right. It got close. It made it four days before it froze. I think it, the rule is, is they pretty much all suck. In yeah. their own ways. Yeah, you know what the best one is? I, I that my favorite is this basic Clarion head unit I have in the Skyline. I plug the fucking iPhone cable right into it, and it just goes, "Dring!" And whatever's happening on my phone is now happening in the speakers. Done. While it charges the phone, it is the simplest. Like it's probably a two hundred dollar fucking head unit, mm-hmm. and like plug in er, phone into speakers. Done. That's Works. what I liked about when I had the Element still, and I just had the basic Sony Bluetooth head unit I put in there. Every time you get in the car, phone paired without fail. Yeah. Two seconds, and it was it would just start playing where you left off. Yeah. That's weird. Yours is messing up, though, because I think the Thad's Fiesta was fine. Like, it always just paired. Okay, no, it, <coughs> what the fuck? I'm, I'm literally drinking lime water, and that's why. <coughs> Woo! Sorry. Um, uh, it fucked up once in a while. Really? Yeah, it, it had a little, would have little snafus. I was paired it with never you. never totally froze. Following you in the Cadillac when you were in the Mustang, I stayed paired with you all the way until the last right turn. Even though... Really? Like, yeah, you were like 100 feet away at times, but it was, but finally you turned and it was like disconnected from Matt's phone. Oh, like, weird. I should have made phone calls. Good distance, yeah. Pretty good distance. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that road trip game of like when we were going up to uh, Palm Springs that one time, we were mm-hmm. all paired to each other's cars. That's right. Because oh, we everyone switched music. cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We should do that on the track sometime and see if you can stay within pairing distance and play. Ooh, that's, a that's a good call. bit. That's a fun game. That's a good bit. Yeah. If the call gets dropped, you lose. <laughs> That'd be good with stop like, streaming. Oh, it's like Duck Duck Goose. Yeah. Music stops streaming. It'd also be a good yeah. bit to do with Pro Drifters. Oh, for proximity. Yeah, that's true. It'd just be. It's so loud. How would you? you know, Hi, Bob. <laughs> really? Even do this it. is where you get a stereo Damn sponsor shit. to do really loud stereos. Yeah, a drift car that has like 170 decibel stereo on it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's good Bluetooth. <laughs> good you can Bluetooth. call your mom while you're at the office. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, dog! I heard you like Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, so we went to Dino the Mustang. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was it was interesting. You Steve at Powertrain Dynamics right? was uh, he's been dynoing cars for twenty years. Yeah. His shop looks like he's been dynoing cars for twenty years. Black walls. Just, I mean, you know, it, it's. You meet these guys that are experts, and they're experts like they've wor- they've just been working on everything forever. Like Steve knew what he was talking about. Oh yeah, the shop was like not not visually appealing, mm-hmm. but you you're clearly paying for his expertise and not a shiny showroom. Mm-hmm. But there's like a C1 Corvette getting restored. <laughs> yeah, like very body, far away from getting restored. Like it's, 17 <laughs> engines laying it's like around. The last time I was at Pierce Motorsports, the entire shop floor there was a quarter inch of steel dust on yeah, the entire. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Yeah, and uh, you know he's got this this uh, this dyno in the back, and uh, I think it was it was a Mustang dyno, right? Yeah, that's what he said Mustang yeah. dyno, right? Yeah, 
And uh, so he's, you know, the Mustang, We I, I put a coolant overflow bottle. I, BBI Autosport, put a coolant overflow bottle. What the fuck else do they do? Oh, a thermostat. Wrapped your uh, headers. Wrapped the headers in this titanium wrap and mm -hmm. uh, the ceramic spark plugs. And so, uh, but it wasn't idling properly. It would kind of this idle surge that it would have. And uh, mm -hmm. so he smoothed that out. And then he fine-tuned, like, the Had to throttle. break out the old software for that car, right? Yeah, you you have to yeah. pull the fucking, the whole box out of the car, and it's like a, yeah. it's like two Nintendo cartridges stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Plug in this just mega old connector. But apparently someone writes, is continuing to write uh, software for these things. So the actual, like, interface with the thing, like, through a computer mm -hmm. is sort of normal-ish looking. It's not like you have to do it through DOS, yeah. which <laughs> is what I expected. I expected I've had him, to tune cars like that in the dude, past. Dude, I expected yeah. him to be soldering shit and, like, tuning through DOS and, like, all this stuff. Used to be, like, uh, like I, I worked on a couple of uh, turbo uh, Buicks back in the day. Yeah. And you used to have to actually, like, I was working on a motherboard in a car. You used to have to actually pop chips out. Out yeah. And put them in a flash unit. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's I think what you have to do, but you don't. You remove the whole box and then you plug the flash unit into the. It's got a port. See, this but, these didn't even have ports. You had to remove the socketing chip. To call it a port is yeah. a stretch. It yeah. has a circuit board that you slide a slippy thing. Is it, over. It's like a DC plug. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like not far away. It's some old. So like an old. Shit. It's, so it's actually like a ribbon cable you're plugging into. <clears throat> yes. Okay. It's a ribbon cable. Yeah. yeah. With, I think it some, depends on. Just the manufacturer, because when I had a uh, 97 Jetta, if you wanted to chip those, you take a chip out, like you're saying, Chris, and you put it in. Well, they would you do wouldn't... this in Mustangs as well. Like Larry's Mustang in high school, he got like a Super Chips right. thing, and he pulled his chip out and just put this one in. Right, which and is we... where the term came from, yeah. which infuriates me to no end when people say, you know, I'm going to chip my car, and I'm like... Yeah. No, you're going to plug a fucking cable into it and flash it, asshole. Well, and uh, Steve, Steve said he has a lot of experience with those units and that, for the most part, they do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, which I believe, because in Larry's car, it did absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't remember if it was on this or the last time. One of the last times I talked to Gail Banks, he's like, "Yeah, those things are fucking a waste of money." And he's like, "They can't do enough without custom tuning to really make it worthwhile." Right. So what Steve did is he, you know, he set the idle for eight fifty, and it was at six fifty before. So with my cam, it's a, the better idle. Yeah. And uh, and that smoothed it right out. And then you know he they tuned like we were talking about the fuel delivery. So like from the factory, this ECU, uh, you know, you'd floor it, <clears throat> and then it would slowly deliver the fuel, and it wouldn't give you you know full power for like a couple of seconds after you mm -hmm. floored it. So he just makes it directly linear with the throttle. If yeah. you put X throttle, you get X throttle. That was their version of traction control. Exactly. It yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so so now like the throttle response is fucking badass. Like it's it's right now and it uh it runs really, really good and it idles really, really good and it's cleaner. There's not as much like shit gets like spit out the exhaust. Nice. Um one thing he and, explained, because I know people are probably gonna ask why you had to turn the idle up in the computer and not just turn the idle screw. And he says a lot of people think you can do that, but when the car is a computer, you do that. Then when it's act when it's idling, it the computer doesn't want to do that, so uh -huh. it tries to slow the idle down by like adding a bunch of timing yeah. and pulling fuel out of it. So it's like you're making the car fight itself. So if you yeah. think you can just turn the idle screw, then it'll actually fuck up the idle. If well, you've added a can. Well, that's what the guy who I bought the car from did. <laughs> Those late generation Fox bodies are weird in that they're halfway between the old 
analog way of doing things in the digital way. Like they still have a regular throttle body, and they still have you know like they still uh, have an idle screw. Yeah, an <laughs> idle screw, <laughs> but and you just shit like that. You yeah. Know? Um. But uh, so he made it made a uh, two hundred and sixty three horsepower at the wheels okay. and two hundred and ninety five torque at the wheels. Okay. Which for an old school three hundred two, which is like literally almost within like five horsepower. Of yeah, what the Steve cylinder predicted. heads on three hundred twos are not great, so that's not surprising. It's, it's go, fine. Yeah, it's what I expected it to do, mm-hmm. but it it runs healthier now, and so. The po- he said, you know, I could I could get a slightly bigger mass air meter and pick up maybe five or six, but I have to buy the mass air meter, install it, and then retune for that. Like for five or six, you, is not worth. For it. five or six horsepower, is not worth it. He's like he's like really, you know, if you really want to make power, um, and I was it's like camp, honestly, right? fuck, I was like Steve, it it feels kind of fast. Like I would just want to drive it. I want to stop spending money and drive it. And it's fast enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't care what the lap time is. Like <clears throat> it's for fun, and like it's fun, and it's fa- it feels fast. Whatever. It's he's time like, oh. for one of your other cars to spend money on. Well, no, he he basically <laughs> said I could do like there's a, a couple sets of heads that are like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, plus labor, and then I could get a better intake manifold. Like there's another five hundred bucks, and then the mass air meter. He's like, I could probably make like three fifty to three seventy five wheel out of it, but I'd have to spend like. Four to five grand. At, you know I mean, what I mean, and I, like at that point, it's it. just not worth it. Not for a while. I think because no. you have you have a usable amount of power. Yeah, you can floor a lot. It's like the Cayman thing. Yeah, you can use all, the whole power. Band. I can break break the rear tires loose in second gear if I want to. That's all like, you need, it's, it's and then not, you can actually use it. And the other thing is, is that you're gonna you you're satisfied with the car now, and it's fun. Wait until you're bored or yeah, something yeah. to do that. Because that's, that's the one thing I regret about doing everything on the Fiesta up front was it was just like, now I don't have anything to play with anymore. It's yeah. all it's, Other than a turbo swap, it's done. Yeah. So. I, I agree. I agree. I don't, and, and he was like – and he even, he even agreed. He's like, yeah, go drive it. He's like, stop spending money. Go drive it. Have fun. Yeah. You know, and it, it's but it's it's running really awesome. Well, you have you have faster cars too, so it's not like it you're doesn't need want- to be that fast. But no, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're wanting to. If you really wanted to go faster, you'd take one of the other cars out. Yeah, but, yeah. I think drive it would be awesome. Good so, good amount of power. The internet, of course, thinks that that is not very much power, and they are right. But it doesn't weigh very much either. It has big fucking fat tires and big brakes. What did they uh, did they well. weigh it while it was there? No, he no. didn't. It was he didn't have a scale. Okay, no. I'm just curious um, what it comes in at now that everything's done. I think it's like 3,100. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty light. It's, it feels fucking light. And I'll tell you something. It takes corners as fast as the ATSV, for sure. Oh, well, I mean, you've seen the tires on your car. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all tire from yeah. the back. What, what do you have all, all the way around? 295s. That's a lot of yeah, tire for our comps. Yeah, it is a lot of tire. It is a lot of tire and a lot of, a lot of chassis. Speaking of tire, yeah. what were the tire sizes on the ATS? Do you remember? Just out of curiosity, two, I want to say like two sixty-five in the back. It's outside. We can go look during the break and uh, and figure yeah, it out. Right, right, right quick, right the, quick. Um, in a hurry. Yeah, I like the ATSV a lot. I don't. I don't know what. No, ask me next week when it's gone if I miss it. But yeah, I, that's a long loaner too. It was like ten days, right? Uh, yeah, because I'm going to be out of town, and I just had to shift the swap date. But yes, and I get a CTSV next. Uh, tires two fifty-five front, two seventy-five rear, and we had eighteens. That's all. That's that's like Mercedes under tire size. Uh, it's actually two fifty five. Well, no, it's, it's more tired than the C sixty three. It is it's, more it's tired. The same than as the M three. M3. Yeah. So, I mean, when you like, it doesn't feel like it's under tired. No, I think it feels 
Dude, it's so like, predictable. Like you yeah. can feel the front, you can feel the back. You know how when you're driving quick and you can like sense what the back is doing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and you can really tell what both both axles or I guess in this case the, the tire sets are doing. The trunk lock shut on us. Sure did. The, tr- <laughs> the trunk didn't open. It just like we kept hitting unlock and the thing is electronic release. Mm-hmm. Zach had to crawl through the fold down seat and, and pull the, the emergency hatch. <laughs> the car just wanted hatch. us to keep driving it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it was like he's like, did you leave the keys? I'm like, they're in my hand. Did you and, film it on Wednesday or? Huh? Did you film it on Wednesday? Yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday. We, okay. Two days ago. Yesterday. Thursday. We filmed, no, we filmed it Wednesday. The shoot was Wednesday. What happened yesterday? <laughs> I don't, I don't you were in Vanessa's. Exactly. That's where what happened yesterday. What happened? What did I do yesterday? Uh, this is why we can never get real. Oh my jobs. god! What did I do yesterday? I don't. Even, I couldn't even fucking tell you right now what I did yesterday. If I had to swear in court right now on what I did yesterday, well, it's not like you took the day off, right? I didn't take the day off. Yeah, it was the same shit we do every I think day. I edit- oh, I edited. I know. I do know what I did yesterday now. I edited the Mercedes G500 off-roading video, okay. which, was, oh. which was more editing than I is than usual. We haven't talked like about that day. yet, have we? No. you told me about it. No. This truck is awesome. The truck is fucking sick. This, these, this father and son, Serge and Ilya, Serge is the father, bought a, a used G500 for 30 Gs. And and turned it into like an expedition vehicle, so it's like lifted, double Fox shocks, thirty five inch, but still nice interior. Yeah, and they see that's all the this, way to do it. And all this custom, yeah. they built this like shelf, so they like they can fold the rear seats down, mm-hmm. and there's a platform that goes from the back of the front seats all the way to the trunk, and it can sleep both of them. And then there's a refrigerator yeah. that goes underneath the shelf, and underneath the shelf is like. Like hardware and like extra gas cans, and then they built on the side of the, sh- the like shelving in the back, so like their camping gear and their stuff. Yeah. There's a roof rack on the inside of the car that holds like six guns. It has like a ham radio, a CB, all these lighting, all this auxiliary lighting, and like skid plates. It's nothing like crazy, but it's all it's just totally subtly done. Like other than the tires, it looks completely stock. And it's just like a beast off road. It's a beast. He was going up some shit. Yeah, it was. I it mean, was awesome. With diffs plus those shocks, like yeah, the compliance thing plus the like the super diffs it had. Yeah, I think, and I, I just love the shelving inside. I love that smart yeah. expedition. Was it like shit. all finished, like nicely finished shelving, or is it just stuff that they put in to go camping? No, no, it was like I mean, it wasn't you know over Finch. You know, it's not the yeah. Holland and Holland Range Rover back there, but made like of ivory. <laughs> it's he made it out of like laminated wood, like this platform. Like okay. it looks nice. That was, looks... that was the funny thing. Like uh, that's a big thing with like the Element people because they love to use them for camping. Yeah, they built these shelves for the sleeping bags and yeah. like all this crazy. So it's it's cool to hear it like on a much nicer car. Yeah, and this yeah. guy said yeah. he's been off roading for fifteen years. He's never seen another G wagon on the dirt. And they do these, like, Nevada trophy things, which is, like, there's 300 square miles or 400 square miles of Nevada desert, and it's, like, geocaching, but in cars. And so you, like, tear ass across. They say they do 100 miles an hour across the desert in this fucking thing. that sounds fun. And it rides so much better than the stock one. So much better than the stock one. Such a smooth ride. And it has, like, almost 90-degree approach and departure angles. Like, you could do crazy... Whoa. Crazy. Well, yeah, there's no overhang stuff. on There's no cars. overhang. Yeah. 
and with the skid plates and he's like and he, the paint is so tough on it that like he's whacking branches and he's like oh this is no problem and they're just you're just scraping not down like the when side you take of the a truck forerunner through the, not like when you take yeah. a forerunner through the woods and a small branch hits it and you got a giant dude this thing has it. it's got like a yeah. hundred thousand miles on it and yeah. or a hundred and twenty thousand miles on it and like eighty percent of the miles are off roading and the rest of the miles are like getting to and from the off road park yeah. and the paint looks like. Great. Does it have any rattles or anything <clears throat> with all those miles? Well, n- no. Like, there's a little bit of like like leather on leather, and there's a bit of like like no. Everything fits in. It fits pretty good. You'd be. I was surprised at how well things are like battened down. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. And they, have, they, they haven't done any refurb on that kind of stuff over the years. He, he's broken a few things off roading. Well, he's probably broken metal stuff. He's I'm wondering broken. if like interior pieces no, have no, no. fallen off. No, no. Wow. He says it's, it's standard. I he said say, he's had to do very little Mercedes. maintenance on the truck itself. He said the truck itself, he's like, I changed the oil, I checked the brakes, I do, you know. Ba-. He said nothing like major has ever really happened with it. I've been impressed with older Mercedes that don't have a bunch of fancy bits and pieces like electric shit to yeah. break. Like the basic interior stuff holds up well. Dude, I'll tell you something. The leather was nicer than in the new one, like a 10-year-old truck. Like the leather felt thicker mm-hmm. and more supple. And like maybe like I don't it doesn't seem like the leather on the the leather on the new one feels softer, but it doesn't seem like it will last as long. I feel like that's how they used to do it. And I, like I'm looking at you know pictures of 20 year old M3s, and the leather could be cracked, but it you it has that thick. Yeah, it's like they only know how to make it by using leather. Yeah, so exactly. now they kind of synthetic or they they smush it and make it soft, and it's yeah. it's more comfortable than it used to it's be. Like have you ever sat but, on like a, a couch that's like 60 years old, like a leather couch, and it feels like that the leather's like a quarter inch thick yeah. yeah you just like even beyond the car world like you get on a nice leather couch now that may cost two or three grand and even still it's not to that quality totally yeah. it's for whatever reason leather is just not the same as it was yeah, i mean they, they thing, add different texture and softness and they stretch it and they dye it and shit so like, he made more the options, uh but. the idea of an expedition or off-road toy g-wagon like super appealing actually he was like he's like you buy a 10 year old one for 30 grand all you really need to do, like, he's got all this shit, like, because he's, he does, they, they're fucking finding the stuff, and they've got the tablets ready, and this, the radios, and, but fundamentally, you need double Fox shocks, and these ORC springs, and 35 inch tires, and two skid plates, and that's it. Do you that lift a kit, or just? Those ORC springs are two and a half inch lift. Okay. So are those, like, Spring kits made for that car? Or was that stuff yeah. they had to adapt? Yeah, no, it's stuff. It's ORC is the supplier for the the German and Swiss military. Okay, so it's ba- it's the same stuff that goes on the military. And the Fox trucks. stuff is off the shelf too. And the fo- well, he had them custom valved. Yeah, but you just that's something you would do anyway. Well, um, if you want it, yeah, if it, you wanted to, but like the the bodies of the shock this and everything. Guy were strongly just- recommended that there. It's yeah, the, it's not custom. It's meant for okay. that car. It's it, it's an off the rack piece. I don't think they're cheap. But Fox stuff is never cheap anyway. No, but that's he said he had Bill Steins and they were good for a while, and then he was doing one of the Nevada trophies, and like three out of the four of them started leaking at once, and he got these shocks, these Fox ones, and he said they were okay, they weren't great, and then he had them custom valved, and now they're amazing. So I would, I after having the, the custom valving done on the Bill Steins with the Corvette, I was on, on the Mustang, I would strongly recommend that. Yeah. It seems like money well spent, I mm. think. Well, because then you can – what kind of terrain are you driving on? Because then you can decide dude, how was, you want it. banging this thing up the fucking hill, and it was, it was super cool. I, I, did, I didn't even drive. 
Like, I went out all the way out there to Hungry Valley, like, and I didn't even drive. I sat in the back, and he drove, and we talked, and it was fun. I didn't need to drive. It's cool to see someone using it for that because the opposite was today I was at the car wash getting the Lexus washed, mm-hmm. and I heard bass, and then I heard... <laughs> and I looked behind me, and there's someone in a matte black G-Wagon, like, rev moving up through the lot and just, like, hitting and off, hitting brake, yeah, hitting yeah, brake. Yeah. I was like, that is the shit bag. <laughs> yeah. That is every G-Wagon yeah. owner. No, this one was really cool. It was like the guy, I think the, the, the father was in his late 40s or 50s, probably, probably mid-50s actually. And, you know, he had the original G-Wagons on, on his wall when he was a kid. Like that, you know, in the 70s or whatever, wow. early 70s. Um, all right. Yeah, he was born in late 60s. Yeah, whatever. Whatever he is. And uh, so it was cool. And he was out there fucking, fucking doing it. It was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. it was, and the video... Yeah. Uh, I don't know when's the video coming out. Hang on, I'll look. But um, it, it was it was probably like a sixty mile an hour wind out there. It was bad. Jeez. Uh, this is going to go live on when? Hello, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have to look at it later. I guess it doesn't show in that app. That's cool. Um, I mean, they're you know industrial grade. Week, they sound beasty. And if you put on. Soft yeah. stuff for off-roading because they they all come with you know sports suspension and low pro. Yeah, no, 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 and you don't just the regular five hundred or the five fifty. You don't need the AMG and and like just put some big tires and good shocks and springs and it's a beast off-road. Yeah, and he's you know he's going up this thing and just with the buttons on the diffs he's like up oh, lock unlock lock lock this one da, 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 lock and you can just do it on the fly like real fast. And those he hasn't had problems with those electric no. diffs. Wow. Cool. He said he serviced yeah. them at one point. I think they do a diff service at a hundred thousand miles or something like that. That was it. It's pretty pretty badass. Yeah, That's he's tempting. probably buying the parts that they use on the military cars. And uh, yeah, he. I mean, he said it had been very very reliable, especially considering what he does with it, which is drive fast as fuck off road. If he yeah. drove like me with me in the car, if he drives like that all the time, yeah, then that truck's beast. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool because for that yeah. money, like. Would you? Didn't you say like you, a new Wrangler costs way more than that? A like new Wrangler's a forty-five Wrangler, grand if you want a decent one. I mean, if if I lived in Colorado yeah. and wanted some beast mobile, that'd be fun. No, this was way a ten-year-old G wagon off-road is mm-hmm. better than a new Wrangler off-road. G five hundred. Yeah, the yeah. thing would be yeah. cooler is if they had a, a diesel version. Of, if you could do it with a diesel, there, there is a diesel. You could get it in Europe. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to get them here, but there are. It does exist. Yeah. You just gotta yeah. wait for the twenty-five year mark, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. Who but knows? for that kind of a car, that'd actually be 25 oh, totally. years in. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, the diesel. I mean, that's like the Hilux now coming yeah. in like diesel slowly. It would be cool if uh, Jonathan Ward got his hand on a, on an old one. That'd be cool. I feel like it's too uh, new for him. <clears throat> it is too new for him. His shit's real old. Yeah, it's too new and it's too well built. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not, built, there's it's not built, enough for him to upgrade. It's built pretty right. well, you know. When you close the doors on a G wagon, that feels like the same as an icon. There's not there's mm-hmm. not many ways to elevate something like that without being tacky, mm-hmm. and John's not tacky. Yeah, because he, he takes tin cans and then makes them solid and nice looking, right. and that's what the G wagon is. It was a tin can, and yeah. now it's and then they put expensive shit in it. Yeah. yeah. And this, the, I really like this. I really like this father and son. They were great. They and, and they drove all the way from San Francisco to Hungry Valley to do this. Wow! In the G wagon, he probably drove off road all the way. 
he, they had never been to Hungry Valley. They usually stay up north, and they were very excited. After after I finished the shoot and went home, they stayed and fucking roamed around Hungry Valley for, I think, several hours, if not overnight. Yeah, it's cool because it's more – I mean, I've only been to Hollister up there, but I'm sure that they've off-roaded there. And Hollister yeah. is much – there's more trees, so you can't see as much. You don't have that scope of, like, yeah. this hillside we're, you know, careening over and Hungry Valley's open. They had a bunch – he had auxiliary battery and a compressor. and the, He had a compressor hidden under the seat where the hose just – this little valve came out from under the seat, and you plug the hose into the valve, and it was just hidden. Smart. It was super stealth. Like, you look at the truck, and other than the tires, it doesn't look like anything. Wow. Like, all his like, – it doesn't have, like, light bars on it. Like, he has these super bright LEDs that replace all the stock I, lights. I looked, because when I had the scooter and I was looking at, at LED upgrades for it, just, like – all the LED lighting shit that's out now is so fucking cool. Yeah, this and so he, this guy better. I think is an electrical engineer or some type of engineer, and so he did all this stuff himself. Well, it's great. And, like uh, it was neat. The, what you would see on like the old the, the Baja trucks, where you'd see like six HIDs across the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do with like six inches of LEDs. Now. Yeah, you can do it with like little lights. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he has all these LEDs that are in the factory like fog light locations and stuff, and it doesn't look like shit. And then you turn them on, and they're like ridiculously bright. Cool. And he's they do these guys like they like ski shooting. They're I'm like, they're my people. Like I love ski shooting. They're like, oh, you have to come shoot with us, and we have a hundred guns, and they load up the G wagon, like they say they load it up with clays, like floor to ceiling with clays, and bring out like twenty guns, and then they go out and they shoot all the clays, and now the clays don't have to go back in the car so <laughs> they can sleep in it. <laughs> do they have like a tow hitch mounted thrower? Yes. They do, don't they? Yeah, I don't know if it mounts, <laughs> but they were ta- they have a launcher that wires up to the car's power. Oh yeah, with the remote. Yeah, yeah I don't think cool. it. I don't think it's. I think they just put it in the car and then yeah. take it out. I've seen a magazine like a tripod. You yeah, sit on the arm. yeah. Oh, See, that's the next step. We got to hang out. These guys are great. That's yeah, the next that's step for a guy like them is to build a really cool accompanying trailer that you can take off road. I mean, we could probably find maybe get a press G five fifty like a stock one and probably do most of what you know like we could go out there with them with our own truck and mm-hmm. like most of what they do like we could also do just we just not, do it slower yeah, yeah. pretty much cool yeah. well, it was the there's shit. gonna be a new That's raptor rad. to test very soon a lot of the, these little trails that we went on a raptor would not fit on too big the g-wagon's oh, advantage when it's off is its size it has a very small footprint yeah so you can get it in these really narrow little places it's short and narrow yeah yeah the raptor is huge yeah the Raptors like open desert. What? Yeah. yeah. No. Pickup trucks in general are just that they're meant to carry stuff and tow mm-hmm. stuff and be comfortable and it's, it's yeah. that's the why new Jeeps Colorado uh, the Colorado diesel with the off-road package should be fun. Yeah, uh, that's a little yeah. smaller, but yeah. it's just like when we had the the Titan Pro 4X that Fed and I took the Hollister. Yeah. And I was doing like a hairpin uphill, yeah. shitting my pants <laughs> because yeah. it was so big and you had to like burn out the turn. It, yeah, they're just they're just too big. Yeah, I feel like it's That's break cool. time. It is. It is good. It is. We have we have more to talk about when we get back, and we have I think a bunch of questions this week. So be back in a minute. Oh, you know what I did when I got up this morning? I showered with some Harry's face wash. That's right. I can't talk about razors that often because I don't. I shave like once a week, and when I do, it's brutal. The, th- the hair's all thick, and I have to use a fresh blade every single time. That means I go through blades a lot. That means I hate going to the drugstore. And that means I use Harry's. They send fresh blades right to your house whenever you need them. You can sign up as a club type of deal, and they'll send you stuff every month. You can order a la carte. 
They got gray blades. They got face wash. They got shaving cream. They got a couple different handles. They got all the good stuff. Say goodbye to money down the drain. Say goodbye to going to the drugstore to buy razor blades. And check out Harry's. They bought a razor factory in Germany, and they've been crafting some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century. By cutting out the middleman, Harry's offers an amazing shave at a fraction of the price of drugstore brands. Shipping is free, and the blades go direct for the, from their German factory straight to your door at factory direct prices. Say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables, and say hello to Harry's. High-quality blades at a price you'll love. Go to harrys.com right now and enter code TIRE at checkout to get $5 off your first purchase. Get a month's worth of shaving for just 10 bucks with code TIRE at checkout. That's harrys.com, code TIRE. We love hearing from you, so keep sending your tweets and comments. We read every single one of them. And don't miss this chance to take our very important listener survey at podcastone.com. Your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be, and you'll help Podcast One continue granting your requests. It'll only take about three minutes of your time, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you help support the show. This is just as important as supporting our sponsors. You can tell us how you really feel about the show and help us get to know you better. Do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com, and keep those tweets and comments coming. Forza Motorsport 6, they got the best racing games out today. From the circuit-based racer Motorsport 6 to the open-world freedom of Forza Horizon 2, Forza has something for any true car fan. In Forza Motorsport 6, they've got all the newest supercars from the Lycan Hypersport, the Koenig 1-to-1, vintage supercars and race cars like the Ferrari 250 LM. They're adding new cars all the time. Hit us up at TST Racing to uh, race against us online. Someone commented recently that my Drivatar crashed into them. Don't say I didn't warn you. He is a bit of a dick. Forza Motorsport is the official video game of the Smoking Tire. It's available exclusively for Xbox One and, and online, leading online retailers and electronics stores nationwide. And if you're visiting Los Angeles anytime soon, check out at the Peterson Museum the Forza Motorsport racing experience. It's dope. They got a bunch of simulators down there. Yeah, they got like five, six machines at least. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, slash The Smoking Tire. And, of course, uh, leave us a comment on iTunes if you use that or a rating on iTunes if you use it. Uh, New One Takes Monday through Thursday on our YouTube channel. They have been doing very, very well. And, of course, our movie, All Cars Go to Heaven 2, where we buy some beaters, drive them across the desert, bring a Model T along. Destruction, hilarity ensues. It's available exclusively on Vimeo at thesmokingtire.com slash film. There's also the two-pack with the first All Cars Go to Heaven. There is, indeed, a two-pack. You buy both for 10 bucks, and I think you can rent both for 7 bucks. Um and, of course, lastly, but certainly not leastly, Dylan Optics is the official eyewear of the Smoking Tire. Uh, go to thesmokingtire.com and uh, click on the Dylan banner, browse around their website, and if you see something you like and you buy it and you used our link, I'll send you a free Smoking Tire t-shirt as a way to say thank you to the people who support the people who support us. And we're back. Okay. What are we talking about now? Let's see. I drove this night. This guy brought a 928 to a one take. I actually met him at Belcampo. He's like a butcher and wine guy. Who's Belcampo? The meat company in Santa Monica. Their okay. prices are fucking absurd, but their meat is well, delicious. Of course, it's in Santa Monica. But it's fucking delicious, dry aged, banging ass meat. 
So I got some meat from him. And then See, I go to the Mexican guy down. They down have good Torrance. meat too. Yeah. There's the Spanish place right up the road here has like banging meat right here. Oh, dude, it's right there. Okay. Great. The grocery store. It's right at the light. They have an amazing meat selection, and it's fucking cheap. Nice. That, and there's a uh, there's, uh, hello butcher that's not too far from me. They got really good stuff, too. So anyway, <laughs> way off the Where train. Where do you guys buy paper towels? Yeah. <laughs> What's your choice for that? Amazon. <laughs> God damn it. Matt, where do you buy paper towels? I bought the wrong toilet paper recently. I bought a big fucking thing online of toilet paper, and it showed up, and it's one ply. Oh. And I bought, like, the 32-pack, and I go, oh, fuck. Now I have so much of it, and it takes, like, a week to go through a fucking roll because, like... Because it's one ply, so it's extra long. You just keep fucking straight... It, it, the roll never gets smaller. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> Here's what you do. Is you throw an emergency roll in every car you come across. Why? You've never you've never thrown emergency rolls in cars? Wait. In cars? In yeah. my own cars. Yes. You mean putting a roll of toilet paper in the car? Yeah. I mean, I've done that before. Okay. But not because I was worried I might have to shit on the side of the road. Dad does it because he came back with one sock once after right. a rally. It's, shoot. it's still one yeah. of my favorite. I've been on stories. enough road trips, especially like cross country ones, where it was just like, yeah, it would have been a good idea rather than having to try a rush. I mean, I haven't had the problem, but I'm glad to have the option. I put a to- roll of toilet paper in the trunk of the Lexus to use to check the oil. That's like a that's a oh, yeah, it's multi-purpose. It doesn't have to just. I have be pretty for good it. trigger discipline with my yeah. asshole. I'm and, not worried uh, about poo leaking onto my interior so much that I need to keep a roll in the car. Yeah, but that is a good. I mean, all it takes is to be sick on the road once and that's real close. True. If you get sick, that's, that's true. different. Um, yeah, I can usually handle anything I can find in a gas station. <laughs> you, never, you never know. It's like I, it the was, scene from Train Spotting. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best. He's like all of a sudden just ding. Oh no! <laughs> it was. Uh, Going across Texas. Long ways between stops sometimes. Where did we start this journey? The point was... <laughs> Buying in The point bulk. was... This gentleman named Gabe who worked at the butcher shop has a Porsche 928. That's right. That's that's how far off course you can get in like a minute. Like one minute and you go from, I drove a 928 the other day to you, you're shitting on, in your car on the side of the road yeah. from whatever disease you've got. The tangent lasted as long as a roll of one ply. <laughs> uh, so... This 928 had like 30,000 miles on it. It was an S4. Like the fre- it was so, so nice awesome. Like, I don't even like the way those look really. But- Yo, but it, and it sounded like nice, too. It had, that, it had a nice growl to it. I think I was gone. Oh, you, you didn't hear it. it. You didn't hear didn't it because you were in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a shame because it sounded. You'll hear it in the video. See, that's it sounds a, really that's nice. That's one of those purpose cars. Like, if you were going to do like the long form shoot with the story and everything, you got to do like the 80s douchebag. That no, the, I, I, you know, it the, doesn't make me think long that. Long. It makes that me was, think of like a German Ferrari Daytona. But think of yeah. like the uh, yeah. all the 80s movies were like the John Hughes movies and stuff. Like the douchebag oh, always business. drove the 928. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Tony uh, Tony Montana gets a 928 in Scarface. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. That was the only time I could think I, of. And Tom Cruise's dad in Risky Business. Yeah. And then he borrowed it. Is he and a there was a few of those. Is like an accountant? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's boring. There was like teen movies and stuff where like the the guy that always challenged the guy to the ski race for no good reason. It seems oh, like a good, a a good villain car. car. Sure. Yeah. 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 A I mean, having a foreign yeah. car in an 80s movie pretty much just meant you were an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because you had more and than the person. And your name was like yeah. Kip. 
Yeah. yeah John yeah. Cusack was racing a guy named Todd. Or Nicholas. Invariably a sweater true. around the shoulders. Of course. I remember like, uh, this is embarrassing a little bit, a movie called Troop Beverly Hills. Shelley oh, Long. I remember. The my Shelley sister, Long movie. My sister used to fucking die over that guy. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was like a cheesy 80s movie. It was basically meant for kids, and it's about like a Girl Scout troop, but in Beverly Hills. And so it's part. It, half of it is about Girl Scouts, and the other half is about the ridiculousness of Beverly Hills in the 80s. And so these <laughs> these girls' mothers are dropping them off at their their wilderness girls thing like Kuntosh, right gimbala 9-11 corniche and then like the the struggling actors dad drives like an old cadillac you know as gotcha. opposed to a right. new italian fucking whatever you know or some super tuned white on white gimbala porsche turbo yeah <laughs> so it's just like there's living in LA now. There's amazing elements of that movie. I watched it on TV recently, and like it was on a hotel or something. Yeah, but. you know that's one of those things <clears> that you come here and you. There are a lot of inside LA jokes that like you get a little bit of appreciation for. Yeah, you know, so LA anyway, story. But but anyway, this yeah. guy Gabe yeah. in his nine two eight. I I I don't. He got the car for an amazing price. I'm not going to say what it was, but he stole the car, and it's like ridiculously clean. And, uh, it's like thirty five thousand miles. Thirty two, I think it was. Like the it was the, it was a blue interior, which wouldn't be my favorite. But given the fucking miles, like who cares? Well, like, the white was outside the was like white and pretty okay. pristine. The paint was great. White and blue is not a bad combination. No, it's not. It was, was it a dark blue or yeah, the dark blue that could be good. It wasn't bad. No, it was okay. And uh, but the engine sounds great. It had this nardy steering wheel on it. Um, that well. I was debate self debating between whether it was cheesy or not. It's a very nice steering wheel, but like, is a wood rimmed wheel, wheel on an '80s car like? Porsche? I think it looks a little out of place I think it because the interior is color. Blue and wood just didn't work for me. I think if it, if the interior is a different color, it might. You know, for me, it's just it just stood it, out. I think it really stood out. Much. Like I enjoyed it. Like that was the original wheel. Or? No, no, no. Okay, the, it came, that car came with a really hideous. The four spoke wheel, where the oh yeah, the one that kind of looked like an F body wheel, the truck. It yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just, just heinous. Yeah. So I totally understand maybe changing the steering wheel. I think he said he bought it like that though. Mm-hmm. I think he did. He did say he, he bought said he has it. a stock wheel. I think. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. So. He had a stock wheel and the leather was all shredded. And he yeah. Was and I bet it feels good. Just yeah. it, maybe like a really a much darker wood might look better, like a red wood. It or stood something. out. Would it be one of those things where like bit. if they just stripped it and restanded it, it would look much better? Maybe the wheel. Yeah. No, the wheel was – it was a very – like it was just light-colored wheel. Like, yeah. Maybe if you made it the wood a little darker, but it's still a wood-rimmed chrome wheel on a on a kind of leather and plastic interior. Oh, it's chrome? The chrome kind of kills it. It lo- mm. it would look great in an E-type, oh, man. you know, or yeah. something like that. It, like it's the period was slightly off for me. Like remember Blake, his Miata had yeah. a wood wheel and yeah. that looked more – that looked better in his car than this one. Well, yeah, because and that, that car was vaguely British-y. That's true. He made it. He probably make it British. It's not, but uh, like horizontal strikes. Like, kill but him. driving the car was really. It has a dog leg first gear, which is oh, interesting. It does? Yeah, which is really interesting. I have to. I had to remind myself. And the I do. I'm doing a U turn at the. I go down left, down left, down left, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, it it's got good. You know, good strong power. Really likes to be up high, four to six thousand RPM. 
and it's got this kind of really this glidiness about it. Like it really absorbs a lot of bumps, but like it still kind of like loads up and goes around a corner pretty nice. It's fucking cool. Can you still feel you know front wheels? Yeah, yeah, good today? steering feel. Yeah, it was not, not over boosted it, steering. Like nice. maybe it, even a little heavy huh, the steering, yeah. but not over boost. It has it does not have ninety steering. Okay, it has eighty. Eighty steering is actually better than ninety steering totally. in most cases. Yeah, yeah. Does um, it make you want a new Ford GT car or a new uh, a new Porsche GT car? No, it makes me want a nine two eight. It was like it made me want to like go pick up Hannah from work and drive to fucking wine country. It was yeah. like it's one of those deals. Like it was very Ferrari Daytona esque. Because you know what, the nine eleven is such a good GT car. I mean, I drove it to Palm Springs. Yeah. back. like you don't need a specific gt car from port like just get a 911 well i think not necessarily a gt car but a front engine v8 from porsche does it make you kind of want that panamera yeah it makes me wish there was a two-door panamera kind of okay so because it would be yeah yeah yeah, it would be pretty cool if there was like a two-door panamera that was smaller like be fun it would be cool i don't think i don't think it's necessary for porsche because their cars are so good but it'd be fun. Just as a variety thing, it'd be kind of cool to see. I think. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but also, it does make me also think that a good, clean 928 is underappreciated in the market right now. And it, if you were so inclined, it might be a good time to I buy. I don't know that there is underappreciated. Is, I mean, it seems like there's a fair number of people that really like those cars now. I, and I've, I've seen a couple on Bring a Trailer recently, and they were both sort of meh kind of cars. This is the nicest one I think I've seen Maybe ever. Have you seen Alex's in person? No. His is pretty low miles too, isn't it? Isn't his uh, like forty or fifty thousand miles? Probably knowing him, but I haven't seen it. So yeah, I vouch. He I loves it. The problem with those cars is that most of them got they you know they turned into cheap hand me down cars and they get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. By kids. Well, that this is the cycle of cars. Yeah. Cars are brand new and cool. Then secondhand users. You know, in, enthusiasts buy them once the first guy takes the depreciation hit on the lease. Then it goes to a kid that destroys it. And the ones that don't make it into the kids eventually, 10 years later, circle back around to You be do cool. usually see that, although I don't really see it with 911s. Uh, well, a, you know what I mean? For yeah, Porsche. Because the 911 has always. Well, you see it a little bit. There was. there. You could. You could buy cheap SCs for a very long time. Yeah. And people did. But I didn't see them beat up the way that you would see a 928 or a 924. Well, never – no, because they were always too expensive to insure yeah. for like a young kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an, a, an, any 911 is is all, is almost prohibitively expensive for a kid to insure. Just You just, just say Porsche to an insurance agent and a fucking – you know. Even I actually I remember even in high school some Larry or somebody was looking at a nine four four and the insurance premium on it was insane. Well, uh, uh, my friend Patrick that moved back to uh, Buffalo there. Oh yeah, you remember him, right? Yeah, he's got a nine four four. Does he? Yeah, he's got a pretty nice one actually. Oh. Yeah. Well, but he's but he's an adult. Well, yeah, but he <laughs> bought it when he was like eighteen. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Well, we should talk to him about the insurance premiums on nine four fours now. Would know. They may they may be less now, but. Um, it, but any 911, I think, would be prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. in insurance. Well, it's classified as a sports car. Yeah. I mean, that's all they need. They, yeah. they, they don't know it's old. They just know it's a sports car. Yeah. Um, but uh, the 928, uh, the video is cool. I just, I literally was exporting it during the first half of this podcast. The audio, I, I think I finally, I, we finally figured out audio, I think. The hardest part with this audio shit is that 
you know, I've done a lot of editing, but when I'm editing, only one person at a time is talking. Mm -hmm. I edit the sound for me in the car, and then I edit the sound for the guy who's being interviewed. And then I, you know what I mean? Here, when you have two people talking, and then and then balancing like I don't I I can't figure out how to do certain things when there's two people talking and a car engine like trying to do that in real time is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. It's I mean the thing with multi-track audio is you have to you have to be recording them all simultaneously. Try and piece it out together after the fact. Is, no, no, no. I mean yeah. I'm recording them all simultaneously. Yeah. That's not the problem. Is that I I go check 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 check, check. I press record. Unless the only way around this would be for me to to do a five minute like test drive where we test the audio, you know what I mean, and yeah. then go. But that means with this gear, you know how slow the zoom is. To do that, you drive for five minutes. Now you take out the card, you put it in the computer, you check it with the headphones. If it's right, then it takes another ten minutes for the zoom to start back up and fucking get and back in the car, and then like it literally. It doesn't sound like much. Ten minutes when you multiply that by six cars in a day, and then how? How Here's many what I'll times? Do is I'll, next time you 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 feel like it, I'll loan you my little portable mixer, and that you can get a better monitor and feel for like quickly. Um, is that a and that's a portable? Yeah, like, it runs on runs on a nine volt. And so, what do you have? The inputs go into that, and then one it goes into one it, track it's on got, the H4n, and then it's got two XLRs that come out. Yeah. Two XLRs, yeah. so it goes into both ports of the H4n, not just yeah. one. Yeah, because one's a left and one's a right. But it gives you a single track. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So then you can't. So you you adjust each person's levels before you start, and then you're committed. That way, I'm not adjusting levels in the H4n. I mean, it's, yeah. you lose flexibility in the editing process, but for your purposes, it might be you might get a better quality out of it. Oh, it's Something just, to try. More and more and more. And when really does annoying. it stop? Like I can't just keep adding gear every time. Every I mean, uh, that suggestion would probably work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like that's another thing well, I got to carry. And and the another next thing step I up is set up. well, the next step up is you don't do the zoom. You get a you get the proper. Mixer with digital recorder. You know, the thing the that problem, you see the with problem guys is that none of this neck, shit you know? is worth its ass. You're wearing headphones right now. Yep. Me and Zach are not wearing headphones. Yep. That's because you are monitoring what is happening in these microphones right now in real time. In any type of professional production, there is someone doing yeah, the job a that you're guy doing. Like me, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I'm by myself, so I have to set it up and then do it and hope for the best. Frankly. And I can't do this. It's just not this, possible. I'll, I'll lend person. it to you. And it might be easier for you to do it that way. Maybe. I don't know. First, but just bring fuck. Six. That's one thing. Yeah. That's the problem is when you when you have a box, go to a box. Yeah. Because then, then you have now to like, seatbelt it in. Now you're flopping around in a around. car. Like it's just it's it becomes it can become very complicated very quick. And the more shit you add, the more it's like we really should have someone here to use this gear. Like that's not me. So I can focus on the job that I have to do, and then we go full circle. Back and then, then. we're fu- that's, that's but that's what you know. We started with just two GoPros, and then it's no, no. You need, and I go, no, guys, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And now it's now I've now the case is twice the size. I had to get a new case. Now my case is twice the size. Now I have twice the gear. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty soon. You pretty look. pretty soon, I go. Well, now I'm going to need a guy to come help me. And, you need and a then, jib and a Frenchman and black and white, and it's getting out of control. Fucking craft services. That's right. You know what I mean? A, 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 a trailer hitch mounted toilet, all kinds of things I need. But to be completely fair, you're putting these standards on yourself. 
Um, uh, that's partially true. I'm not saying it's wrong. No, I, I, that's I partially true. Too. Par- but you know, audio is like, like you just hear. If you just use a, I'm happy just using a GoPro audio. GoPro internal audio makes yeah. my life super easy. Yeah. But I hear like little rattles in the mount in the camera, and you just hear all this shit. It just sounds crappy. And people complain. A lot of people complain. Mm-hmm. Like, if well, all the Smosh guys means, told you your video can be shit, but if you can't hear yeah. it, everybody bitches. So, and I've never had to be the audio guy before. So now I have to be the audio guy. And I mean, it's just hard. <laughs> there's a reason. I know. There's it a took us how long people, for me to get this perfectly dialed in? Yeah. Here, there's a reason you know? people get paid a lot of, and you know, I'm kind of like learning in real time. So, mm-hmm. and and with no one to monitor it, I mean, the learning curve is stretched way the fuck out. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were there. Sitting with headphones on, we'd find out in you know yeah. pretty quickly. Whoa. But in a lot of these cars, there's nowhere for a third person to sit. Exactly, and the cars are the cars are huge, varying degrees of loudness. The guests are huge, varying degrees of loudness. I think you might have. I mean, getting back to what you said before, I think you might need to do a little quick test lap with the guests there, just like shooting the shit real quick. Literally just, add just fuck. It could it could add? Yeah, hours it's probably going to add. Fifteen minutes onto every car. Not worth it. <laughs> it's not. That shit adds up. It's like it's not. It adds mistakes. up so fast. I, yeah. I looked at the ad revenue. We had a we had a good month collectively. You know, last month. But some of these cars that that aren't. You know, some of these videos make sixty bucks. A video. If a video only does fifty thousand views, you're talking about like sixty bucks. Like, how much work are you gonna do for sixty bucks? Yeah. You know, I, and that sounds horrible because there's people flipping burgers. But if you're entertaining this many people and you're doing all this stuff, like you got, you have to, you have to talk about the the, the money I spent. We had to put a tank of gas in the fuck. We we put it sixty dollars in the ATSV mm-hmm. to get there to to run around that day. You know what I and mean? And that's with gas dirt cheap right now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and then it's like you've got editing time. You've got your equipment. You have the fact that you fucking need to carry some type of insurance. You got everything. You know, it adds up. And it's like when when you boil, we do actually sit down and do that math. It gets depressing. So there's a certain amount of I'm at the limit of what I'm willing to do right now, gear wise, for, for that revenue. I, well, I was talking to Zach when when you were outside, and uh, you know, it was just like I I used to be big into like PC shit back when I was in that business and like looking at the gaming stuff. And the other day, I just kind of went on a nostalgia binge. I'm like, wonder what the hell these guys are up to now. So I started looking at it, and you get all these videos of like guys that are just reviewing like video cards and shit like that. Yeah. And like their video, they've got like. A studio set up mm-hmm. where they've got constant lighting. Yeah. They've got their levels all set. Their their cameras are fixed. Yeah. And they're getting five, six hundred thousand views per video. The the um <laughs> I was thinking about this last night. Someone cause someone someone said something to me about how much money can you make on YouTube. And I said the amount of money you can make on YouTube is directly related to how little you can spend. Mm-hmm. Right? If you spend little enough, it's all profit. Mm-hmm. If you have to spend any money, it's gone immediately. Let's play videos. Let's yeah. play videos. There's literally a button now on the PlayStation and on the Xbox yeah. where you hit record. And you then get it goes a video out. To YouTube. They do VO on it exactly, and they're done. Yeah, you and you can even use the fucking Xbox headset to do the VO. Mm-hmm. So it's like your total equipment cost is a chair and a three hundred dollar Xbox and a television. Well, it's going down every time you put up a video. Whereas for us. The other day, like we spent sixty bucks on gas, 
and then or you know edit time water snack whatever like yeah basically one and a half almost half of the one takes we shot just covered the cost the of cost of us getting of there right yeah and then the other two you factor into gear exactly. and office stuff and, and you have to like hope for a guy dragging a log once in a while you know <laughs> and See, that's something the thing, really start well planting like, those things like the in like the enthusiast cars like like I did an E30 last week and that one made $250 but for a while I was thinking each one of these makes $250 and I'm, and I know I, I I know it seems crass to just be talking about money on the fucking show but I'd like to be honest about YouTube and and money for mm-hmm. people because they, I think people have an unrealistic expectation of that. Yeah, so it's it's an inverse thing. The more effort you put yeah. in, the less money you make. Yes, that's true. Because effort costs money. Mm-hmm. Most people don't think about time either. Like, no. yeah, you fucking video, whatever. All you did was drive a car fifty minutes. Like, no, I drove an hour each way, and then I stood. You know, and then don't I forget stood the time spent scheduling say, yeah, on the phone. Uh, yeah. yeah, add up your time, man. What's your time worth? I get I I I don't argue with Hannah, but I poke fun at Hannah because Hannah will will buy whatever she wants and then go home and try it on. Like she doesn't like really try shit on at stores, and then she returns a bunch of things, and she'll return things sometimes that are like six dollars, like not even, like one item. Like it'll be like it'll, there's have, an obvious joke to make. She there, returns but shit. I won't. To, yeah, she is a Jew. Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> and. Uh, and but you know it'll take her fifteen minutes to get to the store and and da 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 and then shop the park and da 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 you know and and I circle back and I go you know what is your time worth like I don't I don't know exactly how much she makes as for a living but I, but she does pretty well and I was like boil that down per hour and like what's your time worth and like probably wasn't worth even doing that you know what though <laughs> you know? when it comes to women in shopping you have to throw rationale out the window. They do things the way they fucking do things. Yeah, except with most women, that's acquiring things. With my girlfriend, it's returning things. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is they have. have their method. There's no arguing oh it. Oh, my God. Hannah did say to me the other day that it was the first time she listens to the show, so she'll hear whatever it was that we just said. Yeah. And she listens to the show, and she said that it's in, I, I referred to her just as Hannah, not as my girlfriend Hannah. She yeah. said there was no qualifier. It was very exciting for mm-hmm. her. Ah, I know she listens. I'm going to cross off some topics. <laughs> some talking points. Yeah, let's not talk about trannies today or whatever. Can we oh. talk about them later? Yes. Yeah, all yeah. right. Well, that's, that's the next show. Just for fun sometimes. Well, yeah. Um, well, we've got to start recording this Every now and then you've got to take a vacation. Um, Someone asked something about DeLoreans in the, uh, the low-volume manufacturing bill. And uh, Yeah, Carol... Yeah. Um, yeah, we said, gotta we gotta wrap with, up soon. With DeLorean cars going back to production, what do we think about the idea of manu- other manufacturers bringing back cars from the past, equipped with mandatory mandatory stuff like airbags, etc., but sell them along new cars? Well, there've been a few. Remember when Nissan was doing it with the two forties? They were that, that was a restoration thing. But that was still it was like it's not something that hasn't happened before, but it's really cool and it does. Yeah, and you can I mean you can pretty much buy like a complete sixty nine Camaro in you know in a catalog. Same with the, yeah, the, same with the Mustang. But, That's uh, the thing I think is 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 do those companies still have the tooling? You know what I mean? Like do they the, can they still press out a two forty SX uh, no, body panel? Yeah, may, I mean, probably not. Well, but I mean, then maybe. you have like Superformance, and maybe. that's exactly that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah, and they yeah. want. They actually been trying to get on the show. So we and Delorean's in like it. a unique situation. Like they have a warehouse full of enough shit to build a bunch of cars. Yeah, and they can. And because of the low mon- low volume manufacturing, if you're under a certain, amount, you don't have to meet 
safety standards, basically. You don't have to meet modern safety standards. You do have to meet CARB and, yes, and yeah. emission standards, which is why they can't use any which of their the engines that the, are sitting yeah, around. Yeah, that, that was the interesting thing is like they're trying to figure out what the hell they're doing for an engine. And a yeah, I know, but I can't say Yeah, because I was down there. Yeah. And it's it's not an unobvious guess. It's a It's a fairly obvious guess. If you were to make a guess, yeah, as to what the engine would be, um, and they they want to do some other, they sort of want to do like a singer type of deal where they have one level. They're gonna, I think they're gonna have one that is like looks like a DeLorean, you know, except has this new engine and whatever, you know, hopefully some better brakes and maybe some better some. fireproofing. And then they have they're gonna do another one that's like a crazy carbon fiber deal that's like. A, a supposedly a singer type of because you know a DeLorean is that Y-frame chassis mm -hmm. with a fiberglass sort of sh mold thing over it, Hot and tub. then the stainless steel body fits on that. They are so lucky they don't have to meet crash standards. Right. Well, they wouldn't. Yeah, no, they barely did in the fucking eighties. I mean, if you ever watch a DeLorean crash test video, it's pretty rough. Like it's, you don't want to crash one. Well, it's no, not it's an X-frame. And, like, everywhere that you would want things to protect you, there is none. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. But they're talking about replacing that complete fiberglass thing with carbon, mm. which would end up – you'd end up with a f really light car. Yeah. And they would do some other really cool stuff to, to – it's sort of a singery type deal. it bodes but. well for the values of the original ones. It does. It I does. Think it makes, because to have – I think singer, when singers they, have only helped the value of old 911s. Yes, but I think this is going to come back to Cobra territory, which is like, is yours an original? Um, you know, there were 9,000 originals built. There's about 6,000 originals still on the road. They're only going to make 300 of these total. So it's, I don't think it's really going to affect the market. Like, you know, there were only a couple thousand real Cobras built, maybe. Maybe even hundred. And those there were thousands, and there and there's they're been, all a million bucks. And there's been tens years. of thousands, yeah. if not hundreds of thousands, of replicas. But I don't built. think I don't mean in terms of the volume, but I mean in terms of the question is now going to be: Is yours an original or is it a new one? Th that would be cool. Um, I think it'll be well. That'll be annoying. <laughs> you will get asked, but no. But, but it's a question whatever. you get to say yes to. Yeah. Yes, it is original, and then that's and then it's and there over. You go. That's, that's the, the conversation. Yeah, you don't want. That's the problem with owning a Cobra. Is that you have to answer no to the first question and only question anyone has about it. Yeah. Yours, you have less of a problem because yours kind of looks like. Well, yours wouldn't really, might not really be a mistaken for an original. Actually, it it's, could. It's, I think I've, we've been asked before and we've yeah. not been asked, and either way, I don't care. I go, no, you know, it's yeah. just super, super fucking fun. Yeah, nope, that's we all built it. Is. it. It's fun. It's yeah. amazing. That's why we built it. My yeah. friend is um, building one in Colorado and is asking for advice and. Uh, uh, Factory Five actually does a three-day school out there, where you go and do the school and build a whole car. And that way, if you, so, if you're thinking of building one, like you can go to their school and learn how to do it. Can so you, you go to your, their school and build your car, but under their supervision? Probably. I didn't look into the classes. He's going to yeah. do one where you learn, and then he's going to figure out what kid he wants to get. Uh, okay. But that's a really good idea. Yeah. So you don't just like go like, yeah, let's see how this works. Yeah. Speaking of effective kit cars, a little news out of Morgan. Yeah, hybrids and electrics. Yeah. Well, they're getting well, a big problems. grant. What they got to do. They yeah, apparently all their they say they're saying all their future cars are going to be either hybrid or electric. That'll go well. But we talked about that with Eesh. I think we talked about that with Alex on the show about a three-wheeler electric might be kind of fun. 
Not as fun as the no, one with the not as fun as one with a fucking his, Harley his, motor his and straight pipes. His shit rad. is dope. It sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> it's like fi- flying imagine. a Spitfire. That thing. And it's it, great. If it's electric, though, it's not going to have all the mechanical problems that those do. Oh, they'll find a way. <laughs> That's <laughs> Listen, true. You're talking it about is English. English. Yeah, we built these batteries out of wood yeah. and <laughs> leaking yeah. a bit. Uh, uh, be very good. Um, well, this, this is a question apropos of your Mustang. Uh, what goes into a good tune? What are the differences in tunes for everyday use, racing, canyons, etc.? Uh, there's a there's a few different ones. So what goes into a good tune is like good optimization of fuel delivery at various Throttle points. response, delivery. Yeah. You wanna you wanna you wanna get as much timing advance as possible. Um that's the big stuff is you're just looking for responsiveness out of it. Yeah, and you want, you know, if you're doing road course and the engine's going to be at sustained high RPM, maybe you want to be a little more conservative yeah. with your tune so you're not running on a lean. Car. Like you know, whereas with a drag car, you can be pretty aggressive. It's not you know, Drag car is great because you go for 10 seconds yeah. and you don't have to worry about drivability otherwise. But that was the big mistake I used to see with like tuned F bodies when people would go with a race tune in a car that they drove every day and it would run like shit. Yeah. You, you have to... Excuse me. You have to be honest about what you want out of your car. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want a race car, you have to like you, you have to know what you're going to get. Like, if you ask for a race car, you're going to get one, and then if it drives in the street, it's your own fault because it could be fine. The difference might be five horsepower. Like, yeah, yeah. And they high. also could put the power early or late, so you yeah. have more peak power. But lower and mid-range will make it more difficult to drive right. on the street. Or if you're on a track that's much slower, then coming out of the corners, you'll be slower. Versus if it's a flowy track like Willow or yeah. you know Laguna or something like that. And also, if you have like a, a, a stock engine, naturally a stock naturally aspirated engine, let's say a Coyote Mustang, whatever, it was, that's completely stock, a tune will not give you more horsepower. Not it much. won't like five horsepower. It will give you more fuel delivery earlier. Like it'll it'll you can feel, fix throttle response. You and can stuff basically like that. fix throttle response, and it'll feel like it's more powerful. Or but it made, isn't actually you made it more advanced power. timing, which you'll probably get some. You'll get power out of that, but you'll lose the ability to put like eighty seven in it in a pinch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of the big things. Uh, yeah, if you have a if you have a V eight car that or that or the that come that can run eighty seven and you tune it for ninety one or ninety three, you will get a little more power. Yep. You just can only run ninety one or ninety three now. Or even like the the Fiesta will even run like eighty seven. The Fiesta will like, run eighty seven. Not well, ours wouldn't. Anymore. Well, no, mine won't anymore yeah. either. But but from the factory. But you can pick up a turbo cars where you really pick up a lot, or a V eight after you put headers on it. That's where you can pick up substantial. Well, power. he, this guy Steve was saying that he can make noticeable changes with a tune like one part at a time. Yeah, you know, which is which we were talking about earlier on the show. And like, if you get if you if you get a part done, or you should try and get multiple done if you can, and then have your car tuned to optimize that stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to spend two hundred bucks every time you get a new part on just to have it retuned properly. Yeah, and I would add that you, if you're putting bolt-ons on. You need a tune. Like yeah. there's a lot of people that they, they want to save a little bit of money, and especially if you do a cam, especially cam. a cam or any kind of a cam or on the turbo side. If you're opening up the flow on the back end, like Headers. not getting a tune is not you're not getting all the thing out of the parts. Like the computer is not going to figure out as yeah. much Even on its own. Not as like you a think. cheap Pep Boys intake, but like 
a good intake, one that you're spending five or six hundred dollars on, you need to retune because otherwise you're probably going to be running lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, computer's going to cat back your though. You don't thing. need to do it. That's that's one that people waste money on. You don't need to do it if you did cat back. That's probably just sound yeah. more yeah, than anything is. else. Yeah, but um, but this guy, yeah, Powertrain Dynamics in Huntington Beach. He doesn't like the internet, um, so you got to call him and leave a voicemail. I he, hate that. You know what? The, 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 I got back in the car, and within 30 seconds, I went, yup, this was worth the money. And so I can't. Not to say know. that he's not good. I just hate that when shops, like, you can't get a hold of him anyway than on the phone. Because shops are always. This is like, pick he's up not a shop. It's like a guy. Yeah. It's like one guy in a shed. It's like a one, it's a one bay. And he, he tunes two or three there. cars a day, and that's all he It's does. not a garage? It's not a garage. It's a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a shed. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. We got to get out of here because I actually have to do some work, uh, believe yeah. it or not. But, uh, yeah, what do we have going on next? I'm going to Houston. CTSV. I got one takes in Houston. Then I got the CTSV, and then I'm driving the CTSV to Vegas where I'm going to see Dream Racing and drive, I think, the 488 and the Aventador SV on the race track. It's funny. The car that you're taking to Vegas is going to be faster than the cars that you're going to be driving on the track. Yeah, and I asked about running the car on the on the track, the CTSV on the track, and they said no. Insurance purposes, I can't. But I think I also have to have a fucking babysitter in the car with me. Insurance reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it stinks. Right. That's okay. It's almost it's this. See, here's another thing. Like almost not worth doing. You know what I mean? Because of time. Because of time. Because right. it it's 10 hours of driving. Yeah. You know, in an overnight for to do two, maybe three videos. It's mm-hmm. almost, you know, most people would be like, fuck yeah, dude. And then you go, wait a second. What is 10 hours and four tanks of fuel worth? Well, and those people aren't wrong because if you've never driven yeah. a Ferrari before, like, I would drive. How, I mean, how long? We did this job for free for three years because yeah. it was like you get to touch a car. Yeah. But once you start touching cars a lot, you know how they're far? They're just cars, right? They're awesome cars, but you know what? What's your time? Like you're going to drive something else tomorrow, or you'll probably eventually get a 488. Yeah. Or you know, and you just have the California T, which is similar but different. So there's just a lot. I've of already driven involved. the 488. I did it for Esquire. Oh, that's right. I've already driven it. There you go. But I'm pretty probably... much just going to do the Aventador S. I mean, I'm going to drive the 488 because I haven't done a video with oh, it. Well, that yeah. 488s by all accounts pretty fucking great. The Man, 488 is good enough. That's that's I, honestly that's why I'm going because the 488 is good enough. That it is worth my time to spend ten extra hours driving to fucking Vegas to sp- to get ten laps in it. Now, when you get to Vegas, play the game of count the hurricanes. I also, yeah, right, count the rentals. But they're everywhere. And I'm also uh, going to go to Lotus of Siam, probably, oh, by, probably by myself. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's the best Thai food in the United States. Somebody uh, hit me, tweeted at me, and said thanks for the recommendation. Probably the best in North America. Yeah. Delicious. Okay, cool. Well, y'all have fun now. I'm going to go drive some shit in Texas. I'll see you later. Bye.